Welcome to A State of Mind, a podcast series all about motivating, inspiring, and educating you in the art of selling luxury real estate. The podcast is brought to you by the Institute for Luxury Home Marketing. I'm Tammy Sims, lead trainer for the Institute and a full-time real estate professional in St. Petersburg, Florida for more than 20 years. In this episode, we're gonna share some ideas about making memorable experiences, particularly with client gifts and appreciation ideas. Today's podcast is brought to you in part by Real Marketing, the only marketing firm recommended exclusively by the Institute. Real Marketing utilizes over 25 years of expertise and their products are built and customized for you to dominate any neighborhood anywhere. Go to realmarketingforyou.com. That's real marketing, the number four, you.com. Also, look for past A State of Mind episodes with CEO David Collins as our guest. Now, I'm here again today with my co-host, Jack Miller, who's with Parks Real Estate in the greater Nashville market in Middle Tennessee. Jack has specialized in luxury homes and relocation services for almost 25 years. And so today we're going to explore client appreciation ideas that are appropriate and effective for an upper tier audience. So hi, Jack. It's so good to see you. Hi, Tammy. Good to see you, too. So... The whole concept of client gift in the real estate arena has always kind of perplexed me, right? So, Jack, do you give a gift to your attorney or your doctor or your CPA when they have provided professional services? No, and I think the question really is, do they provide us with a gift when we utilize their services? And the answer is no in both cases. It, it would seem... It just doesn't seem to be the appropriate action to take. And it's funny to me that in real estate, you know, when I started 25 years ago, almost everybody who sort of coached me, and of course, at that time, we weren't working in the luxury home market, but even for the entry level uh, market in real estate, it was pretty much business protocol, expect to give a gift at closing. And as I learned more and more about the business, that practice always seemed a little unusual to me. I agree. I agree. Um, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't think about gift giving for professional services that you're uh, that you're paying for. Maybe you get a pen, right, <laughs> or or a pad of note paper, right, branded note paper. Um, but it, it's really kind of interesting. And and honestly, I had a closing earlier today, and I was thinking to myself as I'm sitting at the closing, um, and it was a lovely young couple and they were actually buying their first home, right? So this was one of the forays in, in, sure. in a, a, a ordinary price point. And I thought, oh man, I don't have a gift for them. And I wonder if they have this expectation that there's going to be a gift. And it's hysterical. I got a text message from them thanking me after the closing and they said, something's going to be delivered to your office tomorrow. And I thought, oh, isn't that just a uh, interesting thing? I really did want to focus on on creating memorable experiences in the upper tier. And I love how you framed that when we were talking about this. Um, we do give gift when something just speaks to us, That's right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That makes it more meaningful. I think, you know, let, let's, let's think about the typical, you know, real estate gifts. You and I have talked about this before. You know, you've seen the the engraved cutting boards and paintings of, or, or a photograph of the house or, or things of that nature. And y you know that the client, when they receive that gift, they're probably thinking, 
oh, they give this gift to everybody at closing. Everybody gets this same gift, except it has their name on it or their address or, or whatever the situation is. And, and I think I wanted to back up too. I, I, I don't want to sell crass when, I, when I'm questioning the whole gift giving idea. Right, like, right. Me either. Me either. But, but it, to make it an automatic protocol, an automatic business practice seems a little contrived, I think, for lack of a better word. And to your point, when it's when it's uh, not expected and not on a schedule of sorts, it seems much more interesting and meaningful. I think it's special, and, and we've used this word a lot in our podcast over the past year, but it seems more authentic when you're giving a gift that the you know your client on the receiving end knows it's because you thought of them and not uh, an obligatory gift because, Oh, you bought something where I benefited. So here, let me give you something. Yeah. Exchange. Yeah. And now I have a supply of the uh, of the Cutco knives, right? Uh, and every once in a while, if something speaks to me, I will I will use those as gifts, right? But often it's for referrals, as opposed to closings. And sure, it's something that I use myself actually. So I know it's good stuff. But it's only if somebody enjoys cooking, right? There's I, right. There's some folks that I know are eating out or having everything delivered, and that's not going to be meaningful to them. Right. And then I'll say, too, you know, because you're not both specialized in the upper tier, the luxury home market, um, we still have the opportunity, as you just mentioned a moment ago, to work with, you know, some buyers and, and clients who are in the, you know, their, it's their first home or their first condo, whatever the situation is. And I will say that when I have those experiences, which I don't do very often anymore, it's more special for me, and I love to do something for that buyer getting their first home. It's it's a, it's really exciting. I do really understand the whole first home gift giving practice. It seems to be a bigger deal. It's the first time they've owned real estate. It's their first home, and so in situations like that, it's kind of fun because we talk about it. You know, there's a lot of expenses that come along with that first home, in particular that you're not you're not necessarily expecting. You're suddenly the most frequent visitor at Lowe's or Home Depot or your big box store getting blinds and shades and, you know, whatever lighting or whatever else. So I think it's fun for first time home buyers, give them maybe a gift card in that, in that particular scenario. But, um, but I think the experiences is a whole lot more fun. And so when we talk about what we typically do, our typical business protocol is I will often say to my clients at closing, you know, I know the next few weeks and the next couple of months will be really busy for you guys because you're moving into a new home and just the move in and of itself begets a lot more projects. You know, you're planning for the holidays or getting things ready or whatever the situation might be, getting ready for school. But when the dust settles, um, I tell them when the dust settles, I want to revisit and let's go out and celebrate. And so instead of giving them a gift or giving them a gift card to go to a restaurant, I do a circle back around. And I'll always invite them out for a really nice dinner to one of our better restaurants in town. And I try to get a sense of maybe somewhere they haven't been yet that they'd like to go. And if I hear that in conversation, I make note of it so that when the time comes, I cannot just say, hey, let's go have dinner. But I would love to take you to XYZ restaurant that know you to find special. And that actually make, it reminds me when I visited um, uh, your area and you took me to dinner near where I was staying and you said, oh, I know this great restaurant. I know the owners. Right. So this will be special. And I, I remember that. Right. And you also mentioned that when you make those invitations, even if they don't take you up on it, 
you've made the offer and the invitation actually is sometimes as meaningful as um, as actually doing it. It is. And, you know, I had um, many years ago, and I think actually in a prior career to real estate, um, it wasn't sales. But I remember having a trainer one time say, you know, th this happens to all of us. You have tickets to uh, a concert, an event, uh, an athletic event, whatever the situation is. And for some reason, you can't go. And you have these typically expensive tickets, and you can't use them. Rather than sell those or just give them to a family member, um, and we, we sometimes give them to family, our kids, we'll give them tickets to shows or whatever. But sometimes if you have those really special tickets, you might want to go through your list of some of your best clients or favorite clients and say, who would enjoy this show? Who would love to go to a Titans game? Who would love to go see one of the you know, touring Broadway productions? Um, who would really enjoy this? And what that particular trainer said, I thought was very interesting. And this is a little, <laughs> it sounds a little manipulative, but the, I think again, it's the thought that counts. And they said, you know, pick maybe four or five people that you think might enjoy this and start with the person you think would be least likely to go. Invite them first. Hopefully they can make it. But if they can't make it, they know you thought of them and you extended the invitation and then go to the next person and extend the invitation to them. Because we all have that sure thing person who knows going to say yes when you make that offer. But it's nice to make the rounds and, and, and you might do the same thing again in the future with some of those same people. But they know that you're thinking of them and it gives them a personal contact that they know is not contrived, it's not on a schedule, it's not a cutting board, you know, you gave them obligatory because they purchased something through you, but because you were thinking of them. And that is a brilliant strategy, Jack, of starting with the person you think is least likely to attend. You can indeed get more mileage out of those invitations. So that, that, that's a nugget that I'm taking. You know, I was thinking about perhaps the most memorable gift that we have ever given, which did happen to, to, um, correspond with a, a closing. We had a, a family that we uh, have done a number of transactions with over the years. And as their family has grown and their lives have changed, we've helped them to, to move probably, I don't know, maybe six different times. And these folks had a custom front door that was given to them, I don't know, when they were married, right? So this is a, a beautiful handcrafted wood door that uh, that that they had had longer than we even knew them. And part of the deal was every time they sold a house, the front door was not included, right? The front door does not convey. It's kind of like grandma's chandelier isn't yep. going to convey, right? The front yep. door, which is always a challenge. And of course, they would replace it with a, you know, with a, a regular front door. But on one particular transaction, uh, this house that they were selling had a beautiful stone facade around uh, the entry. And that door just was amazing. And the photographer had captured the most incredible photograph of this door with that surround. And we said, nuts, we can't use this in the marketing, right? Because the door doesn't convey. But we thought, what a perfect opportunity. We had that photograph enlarged and framed. And we gave it to them as a gift. Um, and, and these were our sellers at this point, right? And, um, and, you know, they were so appreciative and they've told us that they never actually have hung the door again, but they, every house that they've lived in since they have put the photograph of that front door right in their entryway. And so that, that to me is just a, an example. It, it makes my heart feel good. That was, was such a, a special, a special opportunity 
Yeah, and I'll tell you, we have one. That's terrific. We had a similar situation that was accidental. I wish I could say I thought this up in advance, uh, but it, it came in from the back end. And here's what happened. We had a client uh, years ago who's, who has, again, purchased multiple homes from us through the years, you know, all luxury homes. And they don't have kids, but they have dogs. They have standard poodles. Um, and they treat their dogs like kids. You hear that phrase a lot. They truly do. When we were out looking at houses, they brought the poodles with them to every showing. And if the, if the dog didn't feel comfortable walking around in the yard, they would nix that house from the list and say, wow. it doesn't feel right to the kids. They would, seriously. So anyway, when it came time to sell the first home for them, I knew that these dogs would be in every picture because that's just, that's how they live. And so I told the photographer, I said, hey, here's the deal. We will get some great pictures of this home. But I know we're going to have to ask for the dogs to be moved out of the house. And I don't want to offend my client. So when we get there, we've got a top-notch photographer. He's amazing. And I said, when we get there, I want to say to the seller that we would love to take a photo of your dogs in your house for you to remember this experience, remember this home. Um, and then we'll shoot pictures of the home. We'll take the dogs outside and blah, blah, blah. I kind of, kind of framed it that way. And so we did. And then we took pictures of the house. And the seller wasn't in the least bit offended. They understood. and we got all that back. Anyway, the pictures came back. The picture of the dogs in the living room, living room was so stunning that we used it in all of our marketing materials for our open houses, for the broker open, everything. And everybody that came said, where are the dogs? And they commented on the dogs. And then we gave that photograph to the sellers and the same kind of thing. They saved it for years and both the dogs have passed away. They have two new standard poodles, but that was a very special thing for that client. And like I said, on the front end, it was more strategy, how to get the dogs out of the house. But on the back end, we realized that's a really neat opportunity. So think about that. You bring these, you know, these high-end luxury photographers into these properties. A lot of our sellers have pets, you know, or maybe they have their kids at home and the kids are there. Shoot a picture of the kids on the, while you're there and then shoot the house. Um, and it's, it's just, I think it's just a fun opportunity. I think that's awesome. And, and it goes back to the idea that uh, it wasn't something that you thought about in advance. Right. It just sure. happened. And yep. that, again, goes back to that authenticity piece um, that we uh, uh, that we keep talking about in the podcast. I want to talk about the concept of pop by gifts. Right. Because if you go to any real estate convention, people are talking about the pop buys. Right. And so three or four times a year, they're filling their car with things and going dropping in, dropping things off. Maybe it's a jar of honey. Maybe it's, um, you know, cookies or fudge or. Uh, Thanksgiving pies or things like that. Um, do you do anything like that? No, no, I have it routinely. We've done a few things through the years, but again, that some of those things can almost be borderline cheesy. Um, some of them are very special. Like I thought that, you know, honey from the area, farm raised or local farm, whatever, that's really cool. Um, but some of the gifts I've seen like that almost seem, again, they almost seem like, you're doing this for everybody. It doesn't seem special or authentic. Um, there's a couple things that we've done. Again, we try to really tailor it toward our clientele. One thing I've mentioned in the prior uh, podcast, um, for our very top tier clients uh, and the ones who celebrate Christmas, um, we ordered L.L. Bean wreaths, and they make a beautiful, the best I've ever seen. The, the packaging is wonderful. The delivery is, is really uh, luxurious. They smell wonderful when you open it up. And we deliver um, LLB and Reese to some of our top clients. 
and the wreaths come in various sizes, and we size the wreath to the scale of the front door. Um, so that's one of the things that we've done like that. Something we're doing this year for the first time, and it's not necessarily a Christmas um, idea as much as a holiday idea, is we're doing you know, those Shutterfly books where you put photos and you get your old custom book. We're making some of those books, and we're going to give those out to some of our clients. And it's going to be, it's personal. We'll have pictures of our family and different things that of my family. But it's going to have recipes of some of our favorite drinks. And we're going to have, I think, five drinks featured, actually six, five alcoholic drinks featured uh, and one non-alcoholic drink featured. So it's something for everybody, including the kids. And there, there are things that are fairly unique that we've served at our private parties and family events that people really like. And so we're putting those recipes in that book and giving it to some of our favorite clients this year, which I thought would be kind of fun. And again, it's for the clients that we know appreciate it. Some folks don't have, yes, don't drink. They're not getting one, you know. But for those who do, I think they'll appreciate it. But it is something that we can, from year to year, you know, we can do the same thing perhaps and change it up a little bit. And one of the things that will be in the book is if you have a favorite, uh, a, a favorite beverage you like to share with your family during the holidays, tell me about it. Let's let's hear about it. And that might be one we add to the next book. That's fantastic, and that invites that um, that two way participation, mm-hmm. right? And so I think I am going to send you, Jack. I'm going to send you my great grandmother's recipe for glug. Right. I have a Swedish side of the family. Yeah. And so it's essentially like a warm spiced wine. Um, but uh, there's nothing Please like do. Swedish glug. I'll have to I'll have to dig that recipe up, but I'll I'll send it to you. That's also I'll send you my Caribbean snowman in exchange. And my Caribbean snowman is a take on a, a drink that's that's this real popular in a lot of the resorts. Um, but it looks like it looks like a um pita colada, but um it's got chopped up lime and it's lime into coconut is a drink that people are more familiar with we call it a caribbean snowman because it's frozen it's white but on the very top of it, we drop a little small baby carrot and two raisins for eyes so it's like a melted snow because you're having it in the caribbean <laughs> so it's a caribbean snowman it's really tasty i love it it's I a lot of fun it. it's cute and so that's one of the drinks that we, we feature in there you know we so, do, do go ahead jamie sorry no, uh, you finish your thought because i was going to take us down another path go right ahead go right ahead we'll see if it's the same path uh, so, so when we're talking about fun and, um, and holidays in particular, um, you shared with me some photographs of your, um, your Santa, right? And we know that uh, any, any of these things, we want to have different opportunities that isn't a particular uh, religious holiday, right. but, you know, but Santa's a kind of a big deal. And for those of you that are, um, that are uh, taking this in on on the, the YouTube, I'm going to give you a little video option here uh, just to show you a little slide uh, so you can see the photos that we're that we're talking about. So Jack sent me these pictures. Tell us about your your pictures with Santa event. So we're having this event uh, again this year. It'll be hosted here in the lobby of our corporate office. We've got a real large lobby. Um, it's lots of white space, which lends itself to this event. A real close friend of mine has been hired as Santa Claus. It's the gentleman you see in the picture. Um, he's Santa for lots of the big corporate um, entities here locally. And he's been hired to travel to be Santa Claus. He's, he's the best, real beard and all. But anyway, um, he's Santa. And so we invite our clients and our friends and our family. We do a mail or send everybody. And we're inviting all of them to come out again and bring their kids. And we say, hey, if you want to bring a friend or a neighbor with their kids, invite them to come too and have their pictures taken with Santa. 
Um, and so we're taking the pictures and if there's, you know, if somebody new comes with them, we'll add them to our database. We'll send the picture to them. And so it makes a really nice memento and he's not your average Santa. And again, this is not the malls. They don't have to stand in line for 45 minutes. You know, they're there and the adults will have, perhaps have drinks and the kids will have cider or donuts or whatever. Um, and then wait for their turn to sit with our Santa. And so that's, that's and meant. you you are absolutely right that this is not your ordinary Santa. So for those of you that are seeing the video, the uh, the photos, um, I chose some you know really nice, compelling, happy children photos. But Jack shared with me some that I immediately saw that the the, the child was like screaming or squirming <laughs> or really uncomfortable. And I thought, why would Jack share those with me? And then I realized that in those photos. Santa was also mimicking the child's behavior. So if there was a tantrum going on, Santa was absolutely like, I guess I did include one uh, here on the right, um, the little girl that's being shy. So Santa's being shy as well. Um, but uh, I thought that was that was great and uh, um, really perfect. Is that one of your wreaths there in the? No, not not in that particular Got picture. It. That's when we used to the, the yeah. LOB wreaths or there there's something else that that's not one of them. Right. But, um, but he but he is he is terrific saying. And again, it's we invite everybody. So our whole you know database. Now we have some Jewish clients that we don't send Christmas stuff to. If it's clearly a Christmas thing, I don't I don't uh, necessarily send that to them because I think it's not appropriate. But um, if it's just strictly holiday sort of things, you know, holiday parties, we obviously would invite them to that event. So we want to make sure it feels like it's being sensitive to everybody and uh, and fun for everybody. Yeah, and that makes me think um, uh, for for us. And again, that the postcard mailers. That's allowing you to touch everybody, whether they come or not. And so we send holiday cards at Thanksgiving time to all of our, you know, folks that that, that we want to touch. And um, and that way it avoids any of the religious holidays and oh. isn't in all that that December mail. Yeah, so. that's the other thing, because you're right. It, it, when we send Christmas cards out or holiday cards during the holidays, they're one of many. And you do something at Thanksgiving like that, you're ahead of the curve and you're special when you're out there by yourself telling you're celebrating family. My uncle and aunt own a real estate firm in Asheville, North Carolina, and they were very instrumental in encouraging me 25 years ago to go into real estate. So I really appreciate them for that big shout out to them. But Uncle mine, Aunt Joy, they have traditionally done um, a mailer, uh, a New Year's, a New Year's mailer. So they do a kickoff for the new year rather than a holiday mailer for the same kind of reason. It makes it a little more special. After the buzz of the holidays and things quiet down, suddenly you get a mailer from your broker saying Happy New Year and talking about what's ahead. So that's kind of nice too. One of our um, one of our favorite uh, events, Tammy, I, I've told you about it a couple times, and I included a few pictures of this too. Is our shipwreck party? We sometimes call it our pirate party, and this is really fun. Again, it's it's not um, we've done we haven't done it every year. We've done several of them, but we have a, a lake here in town. We're not on the ocean like you guys. So we don't have the beautiful blue ocean, but we do have a couple nice lakes. And we've got a lake here nearby with some islands on it. And so we arrange for water taxis, which are basically big pontoon or tritune boats. We hire a couple professional drivers and we have taxis going back and forth from the dock to this private island. We have a little Caribbean band set up playing Caribbean music. We encourage our friends and clients and past clients to dress in pirate or shipwreck attire. And we have a couple of mermaids on the island for photo ops with, with everybody, which is fun. You see here, there's one where one of the folks brought a parrot with them, which is a lot of fun. And we have a couple of signature drinks. 
And then we have lots of soft drinks, that kind of stuff. It's just a real fun, casual event. We do face painting for the kids. And the whole thing is just come and go when you want. So we might do it for three or four hours, but you can drop in for an hour, ride the water taxi over the taxi back to the dock when you're ready to go. Lots of fun. Doesn't take a whole lot of uh, money or a whole lot of planning. It's pretty easy to pull off. And then we, a- we actually had a few of our partners uh, chip in uh, for promotional purposes, like our title company and our home inspectors and things of that nature, because we gave away some gifts while they were on the island. So it wasn't a closing gift, but it was, again, it was an experience. And yeah. we've had people ask many times, when does the pirate party come back? Because they love it. We, we, we didn't do it during COVID for obvious reasons, but it's a lot of fun. But, and it's special. It sure. is something super, super special. And for those of you that, um, that are on YouTube and can see the, uh, the images that we have here, I love the one of Jack uh, when he was in, in, in dire need of a haircut, right? Yeah. <laughs> Jack there, right? So that's just a, just a, a fun thing. And, and so... boy was standing beside us. He had his face done by the face. We had a great face painter. She was amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And so um, uh, I'd like to share about the, the client party that we do uh, annually, because I think that I think that that's that's one way, again, that it gets away from like the physical gifts, but goes to um, to really memorable experiences. So we have my mother lives in a, a condo downtown and my mom's my business partner, for those of you right. that um, that haven't uh, heard that before. And we need, bring, so, we need to bring your mom on the show sometime. Oh, that's I'd like to see her with fun. Yeah, that would be a great. Well, go idea. ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, um, so the condo that she lives in is in our waterfront district um, in downtown St. Pete. So, overlooking Tampa Bay and a small um, municipal airport. You can see the Sunshine Skyway Bridge in the distance, and the the building has a common area on the 28th floor, right, with beautiful 365, uh, 360 degree views. And so, we rent that out. And uh, we invite our A-list clients, right? At the end of every transaction, as we're doing a debrief, we decide whether or not we like those folks and we want to invite them to the party. And, right. um, and so the invitation list is, is, is pretty large. Um, and we usually have maybe 75 to 100 that come. Uh, but we hire uh, a chef to, uh, to cater with really, really nice food, right? It's not, uh, it's not your Sam's Club uh, reheated meatballs, right? It's really nice food. And we hire somebody to, uh, to tend the bar. Uh, we hire a local musician to play live, you know, nice, subtle music. And it is absolutely a hit, right? So people ask about it. And it makes me think of the, the fact that at the closing table today, when I realized, gosh, I, I don't have a gift for these folks. And I said, you know what? You are now going to get an invitation to the party. And they're like, what? What? And so, you know, so so that was something that I could share that was going to be a, a, a future meaningful thing. Uh, but that um, that party is really well received. And then we also look for smaller, um, smaller group opportunities. And I think you do this, too. We have a, a local theater company that does um, uh, American stage in the park, like Shakespeare in the park. Um, there's a preservation society that does uh, movies in the park. And so we'll invite small groups of people who we think would get along with one another and uh, who would enjoy it. And we treat, right? We will treat mm-hmm. for, you know, bring a picnic, um, all of that sort of thing. And we give them the opportunity to invite somebody that they would like to bring. 
which also leads to the conversation right. of, oh, how do you know Tammy? Well, Tammy's right. my realtor. And then, you know, That's uh, right. so again, not to sound manipulative, but these, um, these are, are, are strategic things. And so that's been really, really effective. And um, so you've done some of those things as well beyond like just giving somebody tickets, but taking them to, to some interesting things. Yeah, I think it's a lot of fun. You know, taking folks to shows or to events when you have the opportunity to have the extra tickets. Usually when we buy tickets to just about any event, um, we'll buy an extra couple of tickets. And between the time that we purchase the tickets and the time we have the event, we'll think, is it something we want to give to somebody in the family? Is it going to be a holiday gift or a birthday gift? Um, and if we don't find where we think it's the right fit there, then we say, okay, great. Well, let's, let's give this to, to clients. And that's when we start going through that list like we talked about before. Um, one of the things, Tammy, I want to talk about in relation to the party you just described and also the parties we, that I described earlier, I think one of the key things, too, is to give them something tangible. And so one of, the, one of the strategies we've tried to incorporate through the years is always have uh, a professional photographer at the event, like Santa, shooting pictures of Santa, obviously, to give to the kids. It becomes very special. It's a keepsake. If it's the case of the party you have with your mom or the party we do on the island, always have a professional photographer, which, by the way, you know is going to be a freebie for you because we all have photographers that we use for our real estate our luxury real estate photography, and they're good photographers, and that's who we hire. And they usually come out and do it gratis because they love the opportunity to participate and brand themselves as well. And so they shoot photos of the party, and then we post those on our social media, and we'll send uh, individual emails or text messages out with the pictures as soon as they become available. We don't do it at the event. We do it after, because that way we can go through and kind of call out the pictures that aren't flattering, you know, mm -hmm. the very best ones. Make sure we have the spellings right and everything, and then we'll send pictures out. And in some cases, we've even branded the photos. Like if it's a big event, um, like our um, shipwreck party, we actually have a logo. We, we drop the logo on the corner of the photo and send it to them. And we've seen those photos get popped up all over the place in social media, and their friends ask, hey, this is fun. Where was this? And so to your point earlier, they will know, well, how did you get invited to this? Well, my realtor invited me. And so again, you're creating a really fun experience and we don't talk about real estate. It's not about real estate. That's it's about connections. It's about connections. And that's, that's really what we do. Um, so I think that's the fun part of the business is that everything, every big life event, well, not every event, but a lot of big life events uh, center around moving. You know, when you go to college, when you get married, you know, when you take a new job, when these big events happening, a lot of times those events are when we're involved. And so um, it's, it's fun to have that very personal, I think, connection to the events we create to thank our, our clients. I think that's right on. I think it's right on. Now, there's one other thing that you told me about that is a super special thing that you do for some of your clients that I want to make sure we, uh, that we include. And that has everything to do with a certain mountain cabin that you have. Right. Yeah. So um, we've got a cabin on Mont Eagle Mountain. It's a very small, it's a one bedroom cabin, has a huge porch. It's the middle of a big open uh, wooded area with no other cabins around us overlooking a creek. And we use it a lot, but we don't rent it out. We did years ago. We don't rent it out any longer, but we offer that to some of our special clients. And so we actually created it uh, again because we want to give them something physical and everybody doesn't take us up on it. But we create a really nice mailer. It's a trifold. 
and it's got photos of the cabin at Christmas time. We do a lot of decoration over the holidays, and uh, we have photos in the spring, the fall, all the different seasons, and it's got a, uh, a personal message inside where we invite them to spend um, a romantic weekend, perhaps for a couple at the cabin, or um, if they want to bring, if they got young kids, we have a fold-out sofa, sleeper sofa. So it's appropriate to bring little kids to. It's a great getaway. And so we give them a special invite to the cabin. And I would say, you know, for every five invites that we send out, maybe only one accepts it, but they, they know that we were thinking of them. Um, and so that's, I think, a really important, again, to let them know we were thinking about them. And the ones who have actually gone to the cabin love it. They want to find out when the next invite comes around. Right. They have a great time. It's really special. So again, it's not something everybody else is doing. Um, and it's not because they bought a house, just because we're thinking of them. It doesn't correspond with them purchasing a home or closing on a home at all. It's just simply we think of, hey, you guys were really special. Love to invite you to come out. And I think those are those are the the type of memorable experiences that that we wanted to talk about that that really come into play. You can scale this in any price range. Oh, sure, right? absolutely. But definitely in the upper tier, these are some uh, some higher touch and more special things to think about uh, that don't hinge on transactional gift giving, as you said. Um, but I think I think that they're they're really pretty amazing things. And I did want to mention one pop by that we do on our team. Let's hear it. You know that we 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 work a lot with downtown condos in yeah. uh, in in our market, and uh, we do for Valentine's Day. We hand deliver handmade cookies to the front desks, the concierges, and the managers. Of all oh, of the yeah. buildings that that are staffed, uh, as a thank you for always being cooperative when we need to get in for showings or show someone the building, uh, that sort of thing. And we've been doing that for a number of years now, and they expect it, and they they're always excited about what kind of cookies did you bring this year, right? Because we brainstormed this, and uh, and so that's just um, uh, a really well received thing. So think about it's not just your clients and. Uh, vendors, but there there are some other folks that could uh, uh, could play into needing some memorable experiences. Tammy, that's wonderful. That's a, that is absolutely wonderful. Um, and, and yeah, we we actually you know the Nashville market. It's only you know we've had condos here for years, but really in the last five to ten years, the boom that Nashville has experienced. We've seen a lot of high rise condos going up downtown, and these are typically luxury product. You know, mm-hmm. we've got new Four Seasons. And we sold a number of the units at Four Seasons um, and all different price ranges, all luxury, of course. And, um, and you're right, the concierge team that services each of those buildings are a critical piece to our showing experience with our clients. And if they like you and they know you, um, they welcome you. And it makes the whole experience better when you're welcomed coming Absolutely. as opposed to getting the cool greeting. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, you can, you can apply that same principle to the gate guards and guard neighborhood. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yep. yep. Absolutely. So so I hope that we have gotten our listeners um kind of uh, thinking about what they might want to do. Um or um I surely welcome any of our listeners to share with us some other um other ideas that that we could share. Uh but for now I'm afraid that our time is up. And so I want to thank all of our listeners and viewers for joining us on this episode of A State of Mind, The Art of Selling Luxury Real Estate. If you're interested in learning more about the Institute, 
You can find more at www.luxuryhomemarketing.com. If you like what you just heard, please share it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, give us a thumbs up if you liked it, and review the podcast. And if you've got a hot topic that you'd like us to discuss in a future podcast, feel free to let us know. Send an email to info at luxuryhomemarketing.com. Jack, it's always a pleasure to see you, and I thank you again, and I want to thank everybody for listening.